All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with The Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a really strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. And I am super excited. We talk a lot about healthcare leadership on the show, as everyone knows. And really excited to have the CEO of Cone Health on for this episode, Terry Aiken. And I don't want to steal his thunder. He has a really interesting story. He focuses on a lot of really innovative things at Cone Health. Terry, welcome to the show. Anthony, thank you very much. I'm excited to be with you. Absolutely. Same here, Terry. Um, well, take us back. Take us back as far as needed as possible. Transport us to, you know, where it all started. What are the series of events that have led you to, to be where you're at today? Tell us your story. Sure. Well, you know, I grew up in Austin, Texas. Um, back um, at a time before Austin really knew how cool it was. And um, uh, uh, for the longest time, Anthony, to be honest, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. And some mm -hmm. would argue that I still, some would argue that I still don't, right? Um, but but um, uh, I, I've always been interested in a lot of things. I've always had kind of a diverse repertoire of skills and broad interests. And um, early on, you know, my, my grandfather was a minister and uh, early on I was exposed to people who are very committed to service mm -hmm. and helping others. And so it was really sort of the intersection of having um, a varied set of skills and interests uh, and, and the desire to help help people that led me to healthcare. Um, I, I sort of stumbled into it uh, when after college, I had, had gotten a very lucrative undergraduate degree in psychology, mm -hmm. which, uh, which basically meant, uh, okay, now what? Uh, you know, graduate school of some form or, or some career direction. And so I went to work in mental health, uh, working with adolescent males in an institutional setting and really found that work gratifying and, and discovered that I had a knack for management and leadership. Mm -hmm. the, the, the administrator of the facility where I worked at the time had a master's degree in social work and a master's degree in business, which I thought were kind of a unique combination. Mm -hmm. And that combination sort of describes, as I mentioned before, my breadth of interest and, and sort of sort of varied repertoire. So I ended up going to University of Pennsylvania and earning both of those degrees concurrently, thinking that I wanted to stay in mental health and had the opportunity to do a, a summer internship at the teaching hospital at the University of Pennsylvania. Fell in love with uh, the, uh, the, the big, broad, general, acute hospital setting. Uh, and that really set me on my course to, to working in healthcare. No two days are the same. And I feel like I, I draw upon every part of myself, from the analytical part to the relational part uh, to the strategic part, um, uh, and 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 it's just been it's just been a, a really great uh, a great pathway for me, and and I like to think that I've made a difference along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. No, really interesting background. Thank you for sharing you know your story with us, and you know the culmination of everything that that you've done has kind of led you to where you're at today right it's kind of come to a uh to a to a point and um obviously it's it it, it it echoes right in what you're doing today what cone health is doing the leadership that you're bringing with this organization right 10 plus hospitals 40 plus outpatients such a profound impact and 
uh, the North Carolina area and beyond. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you, you face, I mean, even just coming to this episode, right, you were just having a conversation with a physician, uh, you interface with so much daily, right? You, 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 you touch upon so many different healthcare topics and subjects and innovations. And, but tell us about one thing about healthcare that you're super passionate about today. And, and tell us a little bit on why you're, you're passionate about that. Sure. I would say, Anthony, the, the, the single most um, important thing in healthcare to me is this transformational journey that we're on to move from a traditional model of healthcare where uh, hospitals would uh, wait for people to get sick mm-hmm. and then treat them. Or we might build a physician's office or an outpatient clinic, and if you needed us, come on over and we'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, to a model which actually has us partnering with people in the community mm-hmm. to keep them well and healthy and out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that is the kind of, of transformation that we're really trying to set the example for here at Cone Health. And we've had some pretty amazing success thus far. I would say that moving from that volume-based model of healthcare, where it's all about treating you when you get sick, to a value-based model of care, which is about treating, keeping you well and healthy, it's the right thing to do and far and away makes more uh, financial sense than the traditional model. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And, and, and along those lines, right, so we were going from this you know, volume service-based model to value-based and you're having so much more of an integrative approach. You're making a, a big impact in the North Carolina area and beyond. Tell us a little bit about some of the initiatives or things that you're working on on a daily basis. I can imagine your distribution of different categories of things that are on your own personal calendar very drastically than they did 24 months ago, right? So maybe tell us a little bit about some of the initiatives or you know, maybe a project or two that's going on that you really are really feel like is paving the way for this new value-based, you know, community focus and this shift in thinking? Sure. I would say um, compared with a few years ago, there's much more of, a, of an emphasis on partnerships. I mean, mm-hmm. we partner with everybody, whether that's churches, schools, community, mm-hmm. other community-based organizations. We, we've realized that we can't just be in the community. We've got to be of the community. And if we're serious about really going upstream and creating relationships through which we can engage people in managing their health, mm-hmm. that, um, that that has us be concerned about issues that historically maybe we weren't, um, uh, not, not that we weren't concerned, but we didn't mm-hmm. view them directly as, as, as being under our purview. Um, uh, for example, now, uh, you know, core social determinants of health status, like poverty, housing, uh, access to food, um, uh, education. I mean, these are all things that determine a person's ultimate and lifelong, uh, health status. And so as an organization, we're investing in things that impact those issues. Uh, great example. Uh, there's an apartment complex here locally that had really gotten into bad shape. And, and we discovered that people living in that complex had a frequency of emergency room visits that was over 100 times the norm, mm-hmm. uh, including, including young kids who were suffering from asthma and, and respiratory issues. And so uh, we, we partnered and invested uh, and, and got um, um, 
uh, local and county uh, government officials involved and, and regulators involved and have improved those living conditions and 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 significantly reduced the incidence of people having to come to our emergency rooms in an acute state. So that's that's an example of, of where we tried to get to the source or the root cause of a problem. Uh, again, that related to housing uh, in a way that impacted uh, people's health status profoundly. Yeah, no, Terry, this is great, and and it's it's great to hear it, right? You know, from a from a CEO's perspective. Uh, what's sure. really interesting is we're hearing so much more about social determinants of health and how you know a majority of who we are is represented by you know our shelter, our zip code, who you know who we are and what we are. Obviously, not 100% of it, right? You know, there's there's ways sure. to come a lot of that stuff, but it's great to see that you guys are doing this tremendous impact and leading the charge in in, in initiatives against social determinants of health in the value-based market. Um, Terry, what's really interesting is um, you're you're leading the charge here, right? And there's a lot of our listeners here that are up-and-coming healthcare leaders, some aspiring leaders that want to be CFOs for hospitals or operating officers for hospitals or even CEOs for hospitals. What's the difference that makes a difference that you've seen in leading a hospital, right? You, you need so many different dynamics, so many different dimensions. What would you have as advice for aspiring leaders of, of you know, whether they're trying to be a leader for a provider or just one hospital? Um, what's the difference that makes the difference? Yeah, so whether, whether someone wants to be a leader for a hospital or, or a fully integrated health system mm-hmm. or any, any aspect of healthcare, I think in this day and age, because of the complexity that we're dealing with, because of the needed transformation, um, and because of the pace of change, uh, I would just really encourage leaders to cu- cultivate a leadership style that promotes leadership as a team sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Gone are the days when sort of the, 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 the top down, my way or the highway, you know, single leader at the top can, can really be effective. I, I just mm-hmm. I just don't believe that that can be effective. I think that 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 a leadership style that that supports others in their leadership journey and creates teams of people to address and attack problems and bring about transformative change is really the key to the future. So I would just encourage up and com- up and coming leaders to really cultivate a style that's mm-hmm. about that's about bringing up, developing, and supporting other leaders. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love the team the team philosophy. And uh, I know at Health Hero we try and cultivate as many <laughs> sports analogies, especially during March Madness, about you know running the business. And it just changes your mindset when you're on a team and you feel like you're driving towards something you know, uh, together. Yeah. And, and, and Anthony, one other thing I would, I would say is, is we really have taken seriously the need to make sure that the people who are doing the work are the ones who are actually leading the improvement of the work. So Mm -hmm. it's not about me sitting in some ivory tower somewhere presuming to know what's best. But, but for example, when we created our accountable care organization, the triad healthcare network, Mm-hmm. that has had a lot to do with the progress we've made in population health. Uh, we resolved to have that be physician and provider led. And it has been. And I think that that's, that's been our secret sauce, you know, sort of in some, in some ways, uh, giving it away or getting out of the way and allowing others to, to step to the fore and, and, uh, uh, and, and pave the way. That's, that's been key for us. I love it. I love it. No, congratulations on what on what you're doing, and it definitely you know reflects the mindset of 
you know, what it takes, I think, to lead in this in this uh, new healthcare um, you know, market and, you know, also just, you know, giving credit to the people that are doing the work and, you know, obviously, you know, leaders, us as leaders, you know, when, when something bad happens, we have to take the, uh, the brunt of it. But if something good happens, you know, give that, give that, um, that credit and recognition to the people that are driving and that fosters the, 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 the teamwork that way. Um, you know, one element that we don't talk about too much is like being, you know, the massiveness of on putting on your shoulders, uh, uh, uh you know, a, um, an organization like Cone Health, right? You're, you're, you as a leader, you're interfacing with so many different facets on a day-to-day basis, hearing different issues, you know, going one meeting the other, hearing these different stories, you know, probably you're interfacing a lot with a potential like, almost like micro trauma, right? Fight or flight response daily. And so a leader like you has to, to stay healthy, to, to stay focused. What's some of our um, guests on the show talk about one or two things that really works for them lately from a health perspective, whether it's like yoga, meditation, running, some of you even talk about doing uh, Taekwondo classes at night, but uh, what's one or two things from, from your own personal health regimen that really works for you to stay healthy and resilient and equipped to, uh, to be in a position to lead? Anthony, that's a great question. You know, I, I'm fortunate. I had a mentor a number of years ago who who basically said, you know, as you as you become a leader, especially a senior leader, one of your most important responsibilities is self care, mm-hmm. uh, so that you can actually be there uh, as a resource uh, for those you, you're you're entrusted to to serve. So I, I really appreciate the question, and I think it's. It's important for for listeners to think about for themselves how to strike the right balance. As as uh, my mentor once said, sometimes the organization needs to have less of you so that it can have more of you. So <laughs> so I would say so I would say um, absolutely for me, aerobic exercise is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that's hiking or jogging, or uh, my wife and I recently bought one of these uh, these new wave Peloton bikes that Ooh. we really enjoy enjoy riding and those uh those will uh those will definitely give you a workout but oh, uh, yeah. but but i have come to the conclusion that exercise for me in the role that i do in order to be effective uh exercise is, is not optional it is absolutely required and compulsory um i like to when i'm able uh get away with a good book um i enjoy fly fishing uh these are all things that that just sort of you know fly fishing getting connected with nature hiking uh, really balance, as I yeah. as I describe for our for our new uh, employees, with whom I, I meet uh, at, at orientation on most most Monday mornings. Life balance is really really important given the work that we do. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, I think it's an area that we don't go through enough. You know, in healthcare, you know, you're interfacing with so many different topics and. Um, you know, you need to balance yourself out uh, to, and stay healthy to be able to give optimal care and leadership as needed. You know, heavy topics and subjects, you know, we're, we're always interfacing with. And so, uh, Terry, this is um, really helpful um, along the lines of like, you know, longevity, right? And, and like being there for the long term in the battle, right? You're going to see some interesting things come about from your efforts in this value-based market, obviously in the North Carolina area but uh, beyond, and you probably have a vision of healthcare in the future. Tell us about what that vision looks like. What, what does healthcare look like in the future? What has you excited about the future? What, is, what does that vision look like according to Terry? 
Yeah, Anthony, great question. I, I will tell you, I, on the one hand, I've never seen a time of greater complexity or challenge in healthcare, but I've also never seen a time of greater opportunity mm-hmm. to move things to move things in more and more in the dr- right direction for the right reasons. But uh, the the future of healthcare that I envision is a future where um, where health and wellness are truly linked, and and health and wellness really are woven into the fabric of our communities. Mm-hmm. Um, where where our emphasis is so strongly on relationships and partnerships and and uh, uh, enabling people to stay healthy and well and maintain health status that our hospitals really become facilities that care for only the sickest and most acutely ill because our, our, our focus has moved away from episodic treatment of the sick to ongoing health care and wellness management. That's the future I see for healthcare. And I think with, with the advances in technology, there are all kinds of ways virtually and otherwise to enable that, to support that. I see a future where medicine and care becomes more and more tailored to the individual. We have the, the, we're having increasing uh, developing capabilities to tailor what we do for an individual. No two individuals are alike. So individualized health, wellness, medicine, those kinds of things. I think that those are going to be important aspects of what the future looks like. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, lots of really interesting possibilities, uh, you know, in front of us in a complex market and, you know, staying focused in certain uh, in some of these areas, focusing on the community, the personal uh, aspect of things and, and you know, the well-being of people um, provides with it a, a great opportunity, right, to shape communities that we live in, right, and, and to come full circle to where you're, you started from your origin and where you were, um, you know, brought up in that service mindset, right, and you get to really influence that community in such a greater and profound foundational way. And so, uh, Terry, you know, super kudos to what you're doing. Congratulations on the organization that you're growing there at, at Cone Health and ushering, you know, Cone into the future and vice versa with your community. Um, Terry, I'm sure you have three or four more meetings today where you have to provide direction and decisioning. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So um, we'll have to love to have you back on the show and hear a little bit more about the initiatives that you're doing as we end off the year and more of like a recap and reflection, which I think would be would be great to to do. But uh, Terry, if our our listeners want to connect with you or if you if if, uh, some of our listeners want to engage with you, what would be a good way to, to connect with you? Super. Yeah, I'm happy to have people reach out to me by email. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is uh, Terry, T-E-R-R-Y dot Aiken, A-K-I-N, at ConeHealth, one word, dot com. Great, great. Terry, thank you so much for your time, for shedding your your wisdom on this market, uh, speaking about um, leadership traits and what it takes to win in this market, your background and your passions for healthcare and then your vision for the future. So I really appreciate it, uh, Terry. And uh, and to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. This show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. Uh, Terry, again, thank you so much. This was great. My pleasure, Anthony. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much.